The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may miss to the red, to the Sons of Liberty radio station here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at Sons of Liberty Media.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Thursday morning. For some of you, it is... Afternoon, like Joy, you're over in Denmark, and uh, all our friends in the chat room, good to see you guys. Look, I can't see who is in uh, the chat on my Facebook page. I apologize, guys, if you're there. Thank you for joining us. Uh, the reason I'm doing that is I'm on an old laptop because we had so many problems. I don't know how the stream's coming through right now. At least on the computer, it's it'll hold steady. Uh, so if it buffers a little bit, that's probably on my end okay hopefully we're gonna have that sorted some guys are sending me some stuff today that we can uh, redo things on the other computer which doesn't sound like a lot of fun but if that doesn't work I gotta send that thing in and it's probably gonna be like two weeks uh, that I'm working with this and trust me even doing my work I have 20 or 25 tabs open in a browser immediately you open Facebook and what happens you lose a gigabyte just from opening the Facebook page you lose the gigabyte of memory it's absolutely crazy, uh, which slows everything down. And uh, this is not that old of a laptop, but it was never designed to do the things that I'm doing right now. So bear with me. Uh, I've got a very important message. Some of you will be familiar with this information. Some of you will not. Let me quickly say that if you want to watch the video portion of the show, you can do so at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Scroll down. We're right there on the right. You can see the faces made for radio. You can also catch us. <clears throat> on my Twitter account at FPPTim, FPPTim on Twitter, our Facebook page, Bradley Dean SOL, YouTube channel is B Dean Sons of Liberty, Before It's News, uh, Before It's News.com, we're also on there, DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty, and then Spreely Gab Me, We Minds, and USA.Life, Sons of Liberty, Sons of Liberty Media, I want to get that out of the way. All right, <clears throat> a lot of people, and I, I, I tend to do this um, when there are issues that come up, especially if a, a well, everything is a biblical nature. Let me put that. Let me put it this way: everything that we deal with in, the, in this life, the Bible has something to say to it. The issue is whether we know it or not. Okay, um, as a Christian, there have been things that I didn't know that I now know, and there's probably things that I don't know that I should know, and so we're in a constant state of learning. This is part of what makes us not God. 
<clears throat> because God knows all things. And uh, we are constantly learning things after him, as it were. That's I think that's the old phrase. We're learning things after him. And so with that said, there is an issue that we find ourselves with today. We constantly mention on the Sons of Liberty, Deuteronomy 28 and Leviticus 26. And I would even mention the book of Revelation because I believe the book of Revelation is largely speaking of something that has happened in the past. I pointed that out to you when I went through the Mark of the Beast. Okay, Both bookends, chapter 1 and chapter 22, tell us that whatever John is talking about is shortly to come to pass. Not thousands of years in the future, shortly to come to pass. Read it. Revelation 1, 1, 1, 3, and Revelation 22, 6. Read it. That's what the book says. Now, either you're, you're going to toss that out the window and do newspaper theology, or you're going to believe what it says. And we talked about the fact that <clears throat> of what the mark of the beast was is directly tied to uh, what we do and what we think according to God's law versus whether we submit ourselves to tyranny. <clears throat> now, in this country, we are seeing more and more people submit themselves to tyranny through these lockdowns based on lies. <clears throat> and they are lies. I played you the portion yesterday from the YouTube CEO who basically said, if you don't agree with who, and I want to do a show on that, who's on first? That's how, that's what I want to make it. Who's on first? The World Health Organization. That's what I want. To, I may have that very soon because I've been thinking about that. If you don't agree with their recommendations and their narrative, YouTube will pull your video. They've already done it to at least two of mine. They did it. The first one that we had with Kate Shimarani, where she talked about 5G and uh, coronavirus. They've pulled the one I did with Bill Evans from Health for All of Life on hydroxychloroquine, uh, where we were pointing out that this does have problems, uh, even though it's been used to treat people. It does have problems for you internally. That's why it's a pharmaceutical and we recommended what we had Carrie Rivera on, and I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled that one too. Uh, but we're going ahead and storing those on Brideon. I'm moving them as quickly as I can. With this computer, it's really hard to do any of that. Uh, but the point is, is this. All of this is being set up for something bigger. If you read Leviticus 26, if you read the book of Revelation, you see that God's judgments come in, in phases. And they come slow at first, and the further the people go along without repenting, the more intense they become and the closer together they become. Okay? And I think that the book of Revelation is laying out the judgment of Jerusalem, the old covenant people of God, that they broke the covenant, they would not repent. Jesus said it was coming on them in that generation, Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. He told the Sanhedrin that they would see the Son of Man coming on the clouds with power and great glory. That's what he said. Those are his words. He said they would see it. He went to the cross and he said, don't weep for me, ladies. Weep for yourselves and weep for your children. Why? Because of what I said is coming in a generation. And it did come 70 AD. Okay? Now, with that said, I want to speak to the issue of America. America has been called time and time and time and time again to repentance for which she has not repented. Oh, Tim, you don't know. Christians are really up. Well, that's why we voted Donald Trump in. Uh-huh. And what's Donald Trump brought you? Really, what's he brought you? I know he talked tough. I know he said a lot of things that I agree with. A lot of stuff that I agree with. 
But when it comes to justice, where is this administration? Oh, we don't know, Tim. The Durham report isn't out. Well, and then when you go to the Q people, it's, well, he's exposing all these people. Did people, were people not paying attention over the past, I don't know, eight years? Have we not seen the documentation? Have we not seen the reports? Have we not seen the evidence of the guilty parties? Yes, we have. Where's the justice? Three and a half years in, all of this, I'm telling you right now, this is going to lead up to November and it's going to be, well, if you really want to make America great and you really want justice to be done, then you got to elect me for another four years. See, that'll be the mantra. And people will fall right into that because, well, we don't want Biden. We don't want Hillary or whatever the case may be. It doesn't matter if the other side's pulling your chain or not. So with that said, now we're pushing towards this, this virus thing. In the States, it keeps being pushed back. Yesterday on, on the afternoon show, Sons of Liberty, Bradley mentioned that his own governor was taking and was going to push back, I think, another four weeks of this lockdown in the state of Minnesota. Each of these governors that have, have engaged in this kind of behavior continue to do this stuff. They keep pushing it back. They act like they're going to open things up, and then they don't. I've told you, people, open your businesses. You do not need government's permission to open your business. They have no business determining whether you're essential or non-essential. That is a Nazi tactic. And it is. Just like YouTube's Nazi little CEO wants to pull my videos for questioning the narrative. And that's what they're doing. It is an unlawful censorship, especially on YouTube's part, because they are protected as a platform. They're not protected as a content publisher, and that's what they're trying to engage in right now. The information we gave out hurts no one, zero. But they'll protect the FDA with their pharmaceuticals. They'll protect the real people who are doing you harm. They'll allow their videos to go viral. But when you get to the truth, those are kept underfoot. Those are kept underfoot. So here's what I want to do. I want to give you a place where I think that we're going. And I think this is, this is right in line with what the scripture says. Read the book of Jeremiah. Read Lamentations. Um, read uh, Ezekiel. And you'll see God begins to lay out curses, the curses that are going to come upon the covenant people. Why? Because within the covenant is not just blessing people. It's curses. And part of those curses, God says in Deuteronomy 28, that he will utterly destroy the people. Now, I know there's some people who misconstrue what Israel is, and I'm not going to get into that. We've dealt with that before. Probably going to see if we can have Chuck Baldwin on and uh, deal with that again, or I can deal with it, whatever, as to who the true Israel of God always has been. Because Paul distinguishes there is the true Israel and there is an Israel that is physical, that is seen, that is, at his time, would be geopolitical. It was a countryman. And yet there was a real Israel within that. And he would say, those, all those who are of Israel are not Israel. So, I'll get to that another time. What I want to do is I want to point to America. And in America, there have been things that have been put in place that will bring about this judgment. You see, God uses means as well as he does just interfere with the creation. 
Okay? He uses means to bring his judgment too. He called Babylon and Nebuchadnezzar his army. And he used them to judge his people, Israel. And we see that also with the Romans. He used the Romans as his army to judge the people. So what's happening as coronavirus spreads? Well, this was some time uh, back I did this. This was on March the 7th. Uh, I did an article. It's basically the title of what we have for the video platforms here this morning. FEMA, FEMA camps, martial law, and the unconstitutional executive orders that are in place that threaten the liberty of every citizen of the U.S. And at that time, uh, you know, we covered uh, Mike Adams over at Natural News. Now, look, Mike's a friend of mine. I've said that from the beginning. I'm with full disclosure. But I completely disagree with Mike over this coronavirus thing. I disagree with him over what he said about allowing Trump to in, impose martial law. This is 180 degrees uh, from you know stances that he's made and others have made. I, no, I don't believe that at all. I don't believe that at all. So I take issue with that. But I was reminded at the time that there are many unconstitutional things that are in place in our government that could be wielded with a tyranny against the people that would rival anything the British brought to our forefathers. I mean, it really would. So let me show you exactly what I'm talking about. When we talk about medical martial law, it's what's coming to America as the coronavirus, um, gosh, how shall we say this? Uh, facade. This veneer of truth that's clothed in lies. There is a truth. There is a coronavirus. I have no problem mentioning that. There is. Okay? It's pretty simple. It's been known for years. It's called the common cold. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. Oh, but you don't understand, Tim. This has been weaponized. Who told you that? Who told you that? The same media that's been lying to you all along? The same politicians that have been lying to you all along? Who told you that? It has to be true. If it has to be true, if it's so deadly, if it's so real, why are they padding the numbers? Why are they cooking the books? Why are they taking people who haven't even been tested and putting them COVID-19 on their death certificate? People in hospice who are dying of cancer, COVID-19. Why are they doing that? Because they're liars and their daddy's a liar. He's the devil. They're liars and they're lying to you. The first thing I want you to realize is <clears throat> there are real internment camps here in the United States. There are real FEMA camps. And you know what? I'm going to put this up in the archive. And I apologize we haven't done the archive in two days. And that's because this breaking up of the video and trying to get the podcast, I've got it all set except for the podcast. So those will be up today, even if I don't get the podcast. Okay, so yesterday's show will be up. All of the extra stuff that Lan had for yesterday will be up. And, um, and then the show from Tuesday will be up as well. So that'll be up on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com this morning. But the thing is, is that we're being lied to. And we know we're being lied to. Some of us will admit it. Some of us won't. By the way, before I delve into all of this, for any trolls who come in this morning, thank you for commenting. Because every comment you make, every emoji you tap on Facebook or YouTube or whatever... You're helping extend our reach. Thank you for that. 
I'm not going to engage you anymore. <laughs> Thank you. We appreciate your support, even though you think that you're working against us. Uh, as And I pray it, uh, as David prayed, let them fall into the trap that they set for me. All right? I hope you fall into that trap, and I hope God gives us victory in speaking the truth. So here's the thing. Internment camps have been created, and a plan was developed to fill those camps <clears throat> by none other than GOP idol, and he is an idol in the, in the Republican Party, Colonel Oliver North. It's not a conspiracy theory. It is an actual conspiracy, and Colonel North said so. He said so. Rex 84, look it up. This was years ago that he said this. You'll also remember that two years prior to his death in 2016, which was very suspicious as well, former Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia predicted the return of internment camps in the United States. Do you know that, people? Do you remember that? Here's what he said. You are kidding yourself if you think the same thing, that is, Japanese-American internment camps during World War II, will not happen again. Scalia told the University of Hawaii Law School while discussing, eh, I'm going to mess up this name too, Kurematsu versus United States, the ruling in which the court gave its uh, ruling about internment camps. He said, you're, you're kidding yourself if you don't think this is coming again. It's going to come under the guise of, of war. I mean, this president is calling himself a wartime president. <laughs> I know what some of you are saying. Some of you are going, well, Tim, he is fighting the Democrats. Okay. All right. Keep watching the WWE, eating your popcorn, and believing that nonsense if that's what you want to believe. He's passing their legislation. This $3 trillion legislation stimulus, the next one that's going to bail out a whole bunch of other companies and their buddies in government and pay slush funds to Nazis, and that's what they're going to do. I really want to get Joseph Farrell on to speak about that. I really do. Maybe we can get Catherine on to speak about it. I don't know. To show you what's really going on there with all that money. And this time, they aren't even talking about you getting a $1,200 check. It's just all their buddies. It's just all these bailouts. But Trump wants to make America great again. Uh -huh. Watch it. Watch watch what comes down the pipe. Watch it. The local Associated Press reported, quote, uh, report quoted Scalia as using a Latin phrase that means, in times of war, the laws fall silent. And they do. Why? Because in a lot of ways, who's ever in charge becomes a tyrant. Not always, but most likely, they become a tyrant. And he says, to explain, this was to explain why the court erred in that decision, and they will do so again. You know why? I can tell you. I've got a guy, he contributed to me at Freedom Outpost years ago. His name is Richard Skidmore. He's out in California. Uh, he's actually a mathematics professor. But we had a conversation one time, and I'll never forget it, because he hit on the thing that I was already thinking. But I, I, I didn't know it for sure. But he, here was a guy 3,000 miles away from me. He's a professor, and he, and he said it. And here's what he said. He said, our attorneys and judges are taught case law, not constitutional law. Did you get that? They're taught case law, not constitutional law. 
Now, if you don't know the difference between those two things, here's what I would, I would recommend this for adults, okay? To get a really good picture of it. There is a film called Law Abiding Citizen. It's got language in it, okay? It does. There's no nudity, but there's language in it. Um, but the point is made that you can go into a court and you can quote all kinds of case law instead of citing the law that would just sort out your problem in the first place. You can quote all kinds of stuff like that. Judges buy it. Other people, you know, lawyers buy it. And yet, it gets criminals out of the hole they're in. It keeps them from justice. And as Bradley says, justice guards our liberty. And the Bible talks about justice surrounds the throne of God. And, and if you do away with that, if you do away with the law, and you start doing case law, then incrementally, you start eroding at the foundations of the law. Case in point is a Supreme Court ruling regarding the definition of what marriage actually is. And it was based on something it should have never been based on. That was taxation. That was taxation. Here's what Scalia went on to say. That's what's going on. The panic about the way and the invasion of the Pacific and whatnot. That's what happens. It was wrong. But I would not be surprised to see it happen again in time of war. It's no justification, but is the reality. And again, he was referencing some things that uh, took place long before. So this brings us up to Oliver North and Rex 84. Now I'm going to give you this. Now I'm going to show you some things from the article that I wrote back in March. Uh, which has to do, I mean, a lot of this is very simple stuff that you can find anywhere on the internet. And while I'm not a big fan of uh, Wikipedia, the fact is, is that oftentimes when they have facts like these, the facts are pretty straightforward, okay? When they start talking about uh, personalities, that's, that's when you can find a lot of problems with what they're doing. All right, so Rex84 short for Readiness Exercise 1984, was a classified scenario and drill developed by the United States federal government to detain large numbers of United States citizens deemed to be national security threats. They haven't been proven to be criminals. This is a problem that I have with the no-fly list. We don't know who's on it, why they're on it. We've seen babies on it. We've seen uh, people high up in the military on it. We've seen all kinds of people stuck on the no-fly list that is an infringement upon their liberty. It's a violation of the Fifth Amendment. P people's liberties are not to be taken without an indictment. A, you know, charged with a crime. Uh, uh, convicted of a crime. I mean, and yet here they were. They're deemed to be national security threats. This was something put in place in 1984 under Mr. Conservative himself, Ronald Reagan. Okay, all you Reagan Republicans, you really need to do your homework on Reagan. Did I like Reagan as a person? Yep, as a president, boy, he and as a governor, he had his problems, and some of them he acknowledged, thankfully. They were done. This was these U.S. citizens were deemed to be a national security threat in the event that the president declared a national emergency. And as you can see, those of you watching, yes, I'm having high CPU usage. <laughs> 
A national emergency. See, that's a dangerous thing right there. Our Constitution knows nothing of the president declaring a national emergency. The only national emergency is really defending the country from an, a, an, an attack that's actually happening. That's when he can call up the military. That's when he can call up the National Guard, the militia, and all these people and just say, we've got to defend. And I don't think anybody in Congress would stand against him. But the problem is he's calling up National Guard to go do things that they're not supposed to do. He's calling up the Army to go do things that they're not supposed to do. That is the job of Congress, Article 1. It's the job of Congress. And we do not elect a commander-in-chief. Let me be very clear. Read your Constitution. The president is the president, okay? But he only becomes the commander-in-chief when these armed forces are called up in the service of the United States. And who does that? Well, it isn't the president. It's Congress. Well, Tim, if we went on Congress, whatever. Okay, there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. A president is not a king. He's not a dictator. He's not supposed to be, although we've had a bunch of them. That's the case. He declares a national emergency. Now you see what's going on now, don't you? National emergency has been declared by the president. What happened? All of these other states fell right in line, except for a few, declared national emergencies over something nobody can prove. In fact, they're having to lie about it to get you to believe in it. And unelected bureaucrats are setting the guidelines for why you are on quote-unquote lockdown. Why you can't open your business. Why you are threatening with fine or jail or any of this stuff. If you're not, I don't know, in certain places, if you're moving about where you're not supposed to be. If you don't have your papers. If you don't wear a mask. If you open your business. Any of this stuff. And it's happening under Republicans just as much as it's happening under Democrats. Don't make this a political issue as far as party is concerned. It is a political issue. But as far as party is concerned, don't give me that. Because my own state of South Carolina, though it's not s severely heavy-handed, it's still doing it. It's, it doesn't matter if tyranny is coming in a small wave or a really big wave like California. It's happening under them, too. And you better get wise to it. Otherwise, you're a useful idiot, just like the mainstream media is, in pushing this. Here's what, the, here's what Rex 84 additionally goes. The plan was first revealed in detail. Let me bring it up so you can see it. The plan was first revealed in detail in a major daily newspaper by reporter Alfonso Shardy in the July 5th, 1987 edition of the Miami Herald. Possible reasons for such a roundup were reported to be widespread, widespread opposition to a U.S. military invasion abroad. Such as if the United States were to directly invade Central America. Isn't that interesting? To combat what the government perceived as subversive activities... The plan also authorized the military to direct ordered movements of civilian populations at state and regional levels, according to Professor Diana Reynolds. And while this section was reported, uh, uh, excuse me, was reported previously on Wikipedia, it's been stripped from there. This is the part that they stripped from it. 
Rex 84 was written by Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North, who was both National Security Council White House aide to President Reagan and NSC liaison to the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, and John Brinkerhoff, the Deputy Director of National Preparedness Programs for the FEMA. They patterned the plan on a 1970 report written by FEMA Chief Louis Gifridi, Frida, excuse me, at the Army War College, which proposed the detention of up to 21 million American Negroes if there were a black militant uprising in the United States. So let's let's get this straight. All of a sudden, if the federal government wants to, it, let's say they see an uprising of Black Panthers. And you know what? I don't necessarily agree with the Black Panthers, okay? I'm fine with people being armed. I'm fine with people wanting to protect their communities and stuff. That's a good thing. When they say, oh, we're going to go out and kill Whitey, okay, that's a whole different issue, <laughs> okay? That's a whole different issue. We aren't talking about people wanting to defend anything. We're talking about people who are aggressors, who are murderers. That's a whole different thing. But here's what he says, or here's what the thing said. Detention of up to 21 million American Negroes if there were a black militant uprising in the United States. So what we're talking about is detaining a whole millions of American blacks for the actions of some others. Does anybody see a violation of the Fifth Amendment here? Yep. Sure do. Who's the real criminal in this matter? I'll tell you who it is. It was Oliver North. It was this John Brinkerhoff and this guy, Louis Grafrida. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his name. FEMA chief at the time. No, it's in 1970, a report written by him. These are the real criminals. These are the real criminals. They're not heroes. They're criminals. Here's what goes on. Existence of a master military contingency plan. Does this remind you of Jade Helm a couple of years ago? This was talking about mastering the domain, right? If this doesn't bring back memories of that, I don't know what does. Yeah, David, it, your governors are selling you out. So are your congressmen. If you think a convention of states is a good thing, that's, that's not a good thing. Look at the people who are running things. If you think they're going to be, well, the, somebody's got, the people get determined. No, they don't. Read your constitution. Any of this stuff, the, everything would be laid out by Congress, this corrupt Congress that we have. If you ask me, it's like what Thomas Jefferson says, it needs to be done away with. We can do that at the state level far easier than we can a convention of states and start all over. And personally, I'd just soon leave the centralization of government out of it. Existence of a mastery, uh, master military contingency plan, of which RX-84 was a part. A garden plot and a similar earlier exercise, Lantern Spike, were originally revealed by journalist Ron Ridenauer, who summarized his findings in an article in Counterspy. Now, my friend Richard Anthony, um, he used to write for me. 
uh, at Freedom Outpost. Appreciate him very much. Here's what he had to say about it. The Rex 84 program was established on the reasoning that if a mass exodus of illegal aliens crossed the Mexican-U.S. border, they would be quickly rounded up and detained in detention centers by FEMA. Rex 84 allowed many military bases to be closed down and to be turned into prisons. Sound familiar? Mm -hmm. Some of that's kind of going on now. Operation Cable Splicer and Garden Plot are the two sub-programs with which excuse me, which will be implemented once the RX-84 program is initiated for its per proper purpose. Garden Plot is the program to control the population. Are you catching some of these phrases that are coming out? It's to control the population. Cable Splicer is the program for an orderly takeover of the state and local governments by the federal government unconstitutionally. It is tyranny. It is tyranny. The presidential executive orders already listed on the Federal Register also are part of the legal framework for this operation. The camps all have railroad facilities as well as roads leading to and from the detention facilities. It sounds like Nazi Germany, if you ask me. Same thing. The camps uh, have these railroad facilities as well as roads leading in, da-da-da. Many also have an airport nearby. The majority of the camps can house a population of 20,000 prisoners. And none of them have been convicted over squat. They're allegations. Well, if there are illegal aliens, well, you have to prove that. That's one thing. You see, all men have rights, not just Americans. The people who say the rights only belong to Americans, no, 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 no. The Creator made all men in his image. He made all men in his image. And here's the thing. If you're going to accuse somebody of being a legal alien, you got to prove they're an illegal alien. If you're going to accuse somebody of stealing something, you got to prove that they stole it. You see how that works? Otherwise, if you fall into the trap that, well, the law only applies to some people and not to other people, you're in really, you're on really bad foundation there. You're really bad foundation. Here's another one. This is what Richard wrote. Currently, the largest of these facilities is just outside Fairbanks, Alaska. The Alaskan facility is a massive mental health facility. Hello, conservatives. You remember when you were schooled into that by the Obama administration and the Sandy Hook thing <laughs> that went on about mental health? Oh, we need, we need help with mental health. Oh, yeah. Get your people off drugs. That'll help a bunch of them. Quit giving them Ridlin. Quit giving them all this other junk. Start pointing them to the Word of God. Massive mental health facility and can hold approximately 2 million people. I, what are they using that place for if it can hold 2 million people now? Seriously, what are they using that place for? In 2006, Alan Rowland at Global Research penned these words in relation to Rex 84. We're dangerously close to a situation where if the American people took to the streets in righteous indignation, or if there were another 9-11, which, boy, coronavirus has been the soft 9-11, if you will. It's been the soft 9-11, but, boy, the boot's coming down hard, isn't it, folks? Who's the people under attack? Is it the virus? Or is it you? 
after 9-11? Was it Islamic jihadis that were under attack? Or was it you? I'm just asking you. Whose rights were infringed? In fact, if you move forward, what, almost 20 years later, who has a greater right protected than Islamists in this country? Christians are bashed. Now, yes, I realize Trump, see, we have some of those people in here who continue to have the rose-colored glasses on in the chat room. I realize Trump has said some good things about Christianity. And he's, I mean, no doubt about that. He has. And then he's turned his back on Christianity by putting an open sodomite who claims he can be married to another man as head of intelligence director. We had a story on that yesterday uh, from uh, Richard Grinnell. I mean, he's done the very opposite of what Christians should be doing against what our founding fathers would do over somebody like that. And how they would deal with him. George Washington would have drummed him out and humiliated him in front of everybody. We have the record of that, folks. That's the, well, George Washington was a, a slave owner. and he, he Okay, he has a lot of problems. Yep, 33rd degree Mason. I know, he's got a lot of problems. But he recognized the morality uh, concerning sodomy, and it was immoral, and he dealt with it appropriately. So good for him for doing that. Here's what uh, Global Research continues on. If the American people took the streets and righteous indignation, or if there were another 9-11, a mechanism for martial law could be quickly implemented and carried out under RX, REX-84. Yeah, we're starting to see that. And I'm telling you right now, if the people continue to rise up, eventually there's going to be that. And you got to be willing to pay the price, America. This lady down in Texas was willing to pay the price. $7,000 in seven days in jail was what she was willing to go through just to open her business. I mean, she wasn't even in a protest as far as with a bunch of people just by herself out there. The Cheney-Bush administration has a plan which would accommodate the detention of large numbers of American citizens during times of emergency. The plan is called REX-84. It's the same thing. Now, one of the things that should be understood is, is that we do actually have FEMA camps in the U.S. Now, a lot of people have said, well, this is conspiracy. We've got the addresses for them. A whole bunch of them. In virtually every state. But here's what I want to set you up with, because in recent days, Donald Trump has enacted executive orders to take over certain things. Private industry. Um, there were some other ones here recently. It, well, he's called up uh, the National Guard, the full service. Again, that's Congress's job, not the president's. I, Unless he knows of an invasion that's about to happen, which Congress would need to sign off on because no invasion's happening right now. Okay? None of that's happening. Uh, then he's acting outside the scope of the Constitution. And if you disagree, I would open up the phone, but I'm just trying to keep resources. You guys saw my CPU usage on this little computer is going off the chart. So I'm trying to keep it to where I can keep the show going without the computer crashing. Because I can see my CPU usage is like 100%. Even the GPU is doing like 60 or 70. So it's really struggling here. 
this REX84 and FEMA working together are not good things for the American people. Let me give you a, a flavor of some of the executive orders that have been put in place in the event of a national crisis that completely usurps the U.S. Constitution. Are you ready? I'm going to give you a flavor of them. There's a whole bunch of them. A whole bunch of You can do your homework and look at it. By the way, I'll have this up to where if you want to do that, I'll have this up with today's archive at sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can go through it. There are links to each executive order so you can see exactly what they say. And this comes in long before Donald Trump. Okay, so here they, here's, a, here's a couple of them just to kind of, you know, let you understand what we're dealing with. Executive Order 10990. I say it, it allows the government, it usurps authority to allow the government. That's what we should have here. Usurps the authority to allow the government to take over all modes of transportation. All modes. Hello to your little car and van outside. Your motorcycle. As well as... Buses and trains and airplanes. Control of highways and seaports. Where is that in the Constitution? It isn't. It isn't there. An executive order signed by one guy. That's that's, uh, dictatorship, folks. That's totalitarianism. Executive order 10995 allows the government to seize and control the communication media. You don't think that's going on now without them even having to do that? But it's going on. I just told you about YouTube, what they're doing. YouTube's owned by Google. Google was funded by a CAA front called, you're going to like this, NQTEL. NQTEL was the CIA front group using your money unconstitutionally to fund big tech corporations like Google. And Google owns YouTube. And they're censoring you unlawfully. They don't even need to take it over because they own it. They're already invested in it with your money. This is how corrupt this is. Executive Order 10997 allows the government to take over all electrical power, gas, petroleum fuels, and minerals. Shut you down completely. Executive Order 10998 allows the government to seize all means of transportation, including personal cars, trucks, The Fifth Amendment just went right out the window. Liberty and property being deprived. Personal cars, trucks, or vehicles of any kind and total control over all highways, seaports, and waterways. See, it's just a a duplicate of the other one that we read. Executive Order 10999 allows the government to take over all food resources and farms. You see what happens when you don't bring justice on criminals because you like their political jersey? Executive Order 1100, or 11,000, excuse me, allows the government to mobilize citizens into work brigades under government supervision. Mm-hmm. I thought there wasn't supposed to be slavery. I thought there wasn't supposed to be slavery under our Constitution. That's a violation too, isn't it? Indentured servitude to the state, to the God that people are bowing down to. Yet, governments mobilize citizens to work brigades under government supervision. This doesn't sound Nazi-esque at all, does it, people? 
Executive Order 11,001 allows the government to take over all health, education, and welfare functions. Where's that in the Constitution? It isn't. It's a usurpation of power. It's totalitarianism. Again, 11, Executive Order 11,003 allows the government to take over all airports and aircraft, including commercial aircraft. 11,004 allows the Housing and Finance Authority to relocate communities, <laughs> the entire communities, build new housing with public funds. Where is that in the Constitution? Where is that at? Designate areas to be abandoned and establish new locations for populations. Now, that very clearly, uh, Marcus, is UN Agenda 21 to a T and 2030. Um, Karen, there are different, uh, I'm answering somebody in the chat room. Karen, there are different presidents who have issued these. If you go, when I put this up at sonsoflibertymedia.com in the archive this morning for today's show, all of these red that you're seeing here will be there there so you can go you'll be able to see which ones some of these are from the 1960s 1962 so uh who are we looking at this was this kennedy uh in the end at that time so here are some of the things that have been put forward executive order 11051 11, specifies the responsibility of the office of emergency planning and gives authorization to put all executive orders into effect in times of increased international tensions and economic or financial crisis now here's the key here there are international tensions why well now we're being told to get ready for war with china see we got our eyes off of russia uh, John, I was just saying that. Uh, I'll have it up in the thing. You can you can click on them. You can see which presidents put them in. Because I'm not going to be able to read all of them. There's a ton of them. I'm just giving. These were the first ones. I think these are in in place in 1962. I think these are under JFK. Actually, uh, they were put in place. They've never been rescinded. They've never been called out or any of this kind of stuff. Okay. So when it says this is incre uh, increased international tensions whether they be economic or financial crisis. Now we're having our eyes off Russia. We're putting them on um, uh, China. Again, I think this is an Orwell 1984 thing where you know we're going from East Asia to Eurasia, and we don't know who is our friend and who's not because China had most favored na status, uh, nation status for literally decades well, since Clinton uh, when he sold off technology to the Chinese. And he's still walking around free. So is his wife. Where's this justice at? See what I mean, people? You don't bring justice on these people. Your liberties get infringed. Voting red won't help you. Voting Republican won't help you. It's not. You've been doing it for years. Let me ask you something. Reagan Revolution. Are taxes really down? Really? Reagan Revolution, or the murder of the unborn really down? Hello? But you just keep voting that way, thinking things are going to change. You keep voting out of the two dog bowls, the media feeds you, and the two parties feed you, and you're going to get the same thing. You're just going to get a different show with different superstars on it. That's what you're going to get. That's what you've got over the past, since 1980, when Reagan was elected. By the way, Reagan put us three times in debt what we were when he took office. Just letting you know, 
If you have a problem with the debt, it happens under Republican administrations too. George W. Bush doubled it. Barack Obama doubled what he had put in. Trump's looking to, I don't know, double, triple it under his administration. Now, there's a lot of other things of executive orders that I can speak to. I want to get to this, and then I'm going to give you the list real quickly. I'm just going to kind of scroll through them. You can check them out later on in the afternoon, or excuse me, when the archive's up. The National Security Act of 1947 allows for the strategic relocation of industries, services, government, and other essential economic activities and to rationalize uh, the requirements for manpower, resource, and production facilities. If you don't think this applies uh, to the issue that we're dealing with, where they can just take the people and government supervision, we'll just put you in a workforce brigade, right? You're missing something here. This is an act of Congress. 1950 Defense Production Act. This is something that Trump has tapped into. Gives the president sweeping powers over all aspects of the economy. Remember when he goes over here and he says, oh, we got to have these ventilators and you got to produce this stuff. Remember that? This is where this comes from. Of course, it's being used by current presidents. Act of August 29th, 1916. Authorizes the, secu- the Secretary of the Army in time of war. The Secretary of Army. He's not even elected to take possession of any transportation system for transporting troops, material, or any other purpose related to the emergency, just because they say there's an emergency. Is that constitutional? No, it is not. Tim, we got to have ways of moving the troops around. We have to be out here. Okay, guys, you justify it all you want to if that's your thinking. But the Constitution exists to protect our liberties not to infringe on them. Well, Tim, you can understand. No, I cannot understand it. Because these are the same people that lie to us day in and day out. And you want to trust them over this? If you trust them over this, you'll trust them over anything. And you want to talk about Mark of the Beast? That is it at its core. It's not something in your hand. It's not something in your forehead. It is bowing to the tyranny that you're fed is making the state your God. Then there's the International Emergency Economic Powers Act. This enables the president to seize the property of a foreign country or national. These powers were transferred to FEMA in a sweeping consolidation in 1979. So even the president doesn't have this, according to this thing anymore. FEMA does. Interesting. A bureaucracy has this power that's shown itself to be incompetent, inefficient in times of emergencies. Keep in mind, all of this is part of the agenda. None of it has been reversed by any president, only advanced by each succeeding one, including the current occupant of the White House. So, just where are all these FEMA camps? Here's the list. Now, I'm going to go through it sort of slow because we've got a few minutes. Just going to talk about it. Virtually every, virtually every state of the Union has one. And remember, Alaska here, look at this. Estimated capacity, 500,000. This is in wilderness Alaska. How many people live in Alaska? I mean, seriously, I, 
maybe I need to pull that up just to make the point. Didn't we just get through saying that, um, you know, they had a, a, play, a facility up there which could house upwards of a million people, a mental facility uh, who could house a, a million people. Now, I think there's a reason why they do it in Alaska. They probably got a lot of room and it's out of the mainstream because it's not on the mainland. All right, here's, here's the population of Alaska, 2019, 731,545. <laughs> but they have a mental, a mental health facility that can, that can hold up to a million people. Now, don't you find that a little curious? Don't you find that a little curious? And then they have this FEMA uh, camp east of Anchorage, no roads, air, or railroad access only, Estimated capacity, 500,000, almost the whole population here. And the projection is forced labor camp. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? And they don't just have one. Look at here. Elmendorf Air Force Base, northeast of Anchorage, is considered one of these others, too. That's there. Allison Air Force Base, southeast of Fairbanks. And Fort Wainwright. So they've got one, two, three, four. They've got four that are listed here that are considered FEMA camps. Okay. We've got Alabama. We've got Arizona. We've got Arkansas. I, I mean, these are the lists of places where these are. They can, either, they can either be a military facility and we quickly turn it, or it's an actual facility that's been set up just for this. Georgia, Hawaii, uh, Idaho, Illinois, Oh, Indiana. And, I mean, you just see it, folks. Look. Iowa. Kentucky. It's all down through here. And if you look to the right, look, I'm not even getting close to the bottom here. Minnesota, Michigan, Mississippi, they're all on there. We're out of time for today. And um, I want to thank you guys for joining. I think this is important information, especially concerning what we're seeing coming out of this current administration, coming out of the governors in, in some of the states. This is very important information. This is not a conspiracy theory. It is a conspiracy fact. Here's the documentation. Everywhere there's read in this article, you can go to it and you can see it for yourself and you can check it out. I got no reason to lie to you and I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to get you to do something that you need to 